This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. We are year-round, and we never let you down. We're presented by BetOnline.ag, the online gaming website of choice for the Even Money Podcast. They've got the best odds, the fastest payouts, and that awesome deal that you get when you use the code Even Money. He is the star of the show, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. It is the Super Contest at the Westgate out there in Vegas. You can check him out on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports, the only place to check him out. I am at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter and Instagram, former offensive lineman, Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And yes, we are going to go over our picks for the Super Bowl and recap it and recap how we did for the year. We'll also talk to Dave Mason, our buddy from Bet Online, who kind of gives us the other side, where the money's coming in, how they look at things. You must know the, your opponent. You must know the enemy so that you can be prepared to battle. I did want to ask you, though, for, I want to make sure two things. Well, number one, we're year-round, so we've got awesome things to talk about all year-round, strategies, um, other big events that come up as they do, whether it's other sports or March Madness or whatever, some horse racing a little bit. But I wanted to start, Steve, by asking you about the, the Westgate Super Contest. Do we know who won this year? Yes, it was uh, Granny's Boy is the name of the contestant. It's extremely private in terms of disclosing his identity and um, information, but um, he uh, was won $1.3 million and just um, looks to be a recreational, not a pro better. And I think that's fantastic. It's like when Chris Moneymaker won the World Series of Poker against all the pros, and it shows you can step up to the plate. Ross, put up your $1,500, and I'm not going to say you've got as good a chance as anyone, but you most certainly do have a chance and um, just a tremendous job by him all year long. Wow, that's crazy. So you never heard of this guy. I, I thought maybe, what, what, what's, his, what's his handle? Granny's boy. So apparently he is close with his grandmother, younger guy, or was close with his grandmother. And like I said, there were not a lot of details forthcoming about him. I saw there's a photo up if you go over to the Westgate um, Dot com and click on Super Contest. You can read a, a little bit about him. So, um, you know, they have a picture of him. But uh, you beat 2,000 other people. You take home over $1 million and just a tremendous job. Yeah, that's, um, that's awesome. Really awesome. Speaking of awesome, 
So thankful all year for Todd Bergman uh, at El Birdman. We will have him throughout the off season. Um, you know, once or twice we'll have him come on as a guest. We'd love to hear from you guys, the listeners, as guests and kind of how you listen to us, how it helps you, all those sorts of things, and how you bet yourselves. It's fascinating to us when we hear that. As for the Super Bowl, Steve, uh, here's what we got. Um, for the Super Bowl, I ended up being up three units, and you ended up pushing which for the year had me up 38 units and you were up 21 and a half. So we were both up over 20 units on the year. Um, but I was able to, uh, I was able to beat you out by a decent amount there, my friend. I think what you need to do is to change the, your introduction because you introduced me as the star of the show, but Ross Tucker, you were the star of 2017 NFL season. That is a dream season up almost 40 units, my man. Nice. Well, thank you. Um, I know you kicked my butt last year, so I'm glad to be able to bounce back. And the most important thing is that we're both up. We're both in the black so that you, the listeners, are in the black as well. Um, Steve, I took... Um, I put one unit on the under. That obviously got totally shredded. Uh, I still can't believe that that was the most yardage ever in any NFL game. When you think about how many games there have been, that is mind-boggling. But two units on the Eagles getting four and a half uh, really came through for me. Obviously, they won the game outright. You put two units on New England on the money line, minus 180, um, and we just graded you losing two units there. I guess, technically, Steve, would that be considered losing more than two units? Yeah, they need to regrade that and put me down for losing 3.6 units because it's always, you know, what, that's what you're risking in order to win two units, so we've got to have a regrade on that. Um, all right, well, anyway, he, 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 for simplicity's sake, you know, since you said two units, I think it's just easier for Todd L. Birdman to, to grade it that way. Um, you did come through huge. The only, the only one I went with in terms, of your, um, in terms of your props was Amendola over 52 yards. And I think we might have gotten that. Did we get that in the first, in the, uh, did we get that in the first, in the first half? Maybe it was pretty early, Steve. Yeah, he caught one for 50 to, um, early on in the game, and from that point it was just a matter of time until he got his next catch, which happened in the first half, yes. Yeah, because I got text messages and tweets from guys. A buddy of mine, Dominic, who listened, said, oh, not so nice to catch that Amendola prop already. Somebody else tweeted me that. So that was a very, very good prop from you, Steve. And that got me two units, you two units. That was our only best bet. So we finished on the year 46, 22, and 2 on best bet, Steve, which is amazing, right? Well, I don't want to say that it's impossible, but I will go on record that that's the best that we are ever going to do, Ross. It is basically impossible to hit over 67% in the NFL, and so it really was a dream season on our best bets. 
So I guess my only thought, though, is shouldn't the best bets be better than our individual bets because it's something that you and I both separately through the work that we do feel feel strongly about? Yes. So if we both have solid years and pick 55% against the spread, our best bet should be something like 57, 58% in a good year. Getting over 60%, that is one high hurdle. Yeah, I guess I, I, guess I, can, uh, I can see that. Um, the other props you had, you had LeGarrette Blunt under 7.5 rushes. He finished with 14 as the Eagles were very balanced in their running back distribution, Steve. One of the worst proposition bets in the history of the Super Bowl I've ever made I still think that Ajayi was not 100% in practice, and I didn't get word of it, and that's why Blunt got so many carries, but let's face it, he was so good good early, you knew he was going to continue to get the ball. Third quarter, more points in the first quarter. Um, So this is minus 135. So technically he didn't win two units, but again, you put two units on it, so... For simplicity's sake, um, that one came through for you in a big-time way because the Patriots were just a machine in the third quarter. I mean, both teams were, but especially the Patriots. Yes, and just in general, Super Bowls have been higher scoring in the second half and then the first half, so I like betting third quarter to outscore first quarter, second half to outscore first half. In the second half versus first half, that's 15-5-1, and and as far as an actionable item, that prop went through the roof. Everyone was betting that this past year, and since it cast Ross, if you like that prop in Super Bowl 53, actionable item, I'd bet that sooner, not later. I guess the only other thing I wanted to ask you, Steve, was just your um, your thoughts on the Super Bowl in general. I mean, obviously, you taking the Patriots on the money line, you thought they'd win. I thought that they'd win the game straight up. I just thought... The Eagles had a decent chance, and I thought it would be a close game, field goal game. And frankly, when the Patriots took the lead in the fourth quarter, that's what it looked to me like it was going to be. They were up by one. I thought, man, they might get another field goal. Maybe they'll win by four, but I still cash at four and a half. Really, really surprised and impressed that the Eagles bounced back again and were able to, were able to win that game. Yeah, um, I guess several observations. One is I get a kick out of the media saying, boy, you know, the Eagles were the better team all Sunday long. You know, even at the end when the Patriots took the lead, you know, I thought the Eagles were going to win. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, if Brady marches down the field, the media, the same guys who said they knew the Eagles were going to win would be saying, oh, yeah, you knew the Patriots going to Tom Brady. They're going to find a way to pull it out again. <laughs> so um, I, I don't believe them when they said when they're saying that. Um, I do think the you know, this catch, no catch is an incredible headache for the NFL. And frankly, I don't know what the answer is. I do think the Clement play was not a catch, but it was so close. I would not have overturned it. I certainly felt like the Earth's catch was a catch, and they even would have overturned it had he not. I don't understand the comparisons to the Jesse James. It was completely different. Earth had caught the ball in the five and a half, not the two. Um, but I think that the record handle in the Super Bowl is the story in Vegas, Ross. The previous record was $138 million wagered. This year, $158 million. 
Vegas only won $1 million. So they held just a sliver. And the reason is all the high scoring, all the individual um, players going over. I'm not optimistic about Dave Mason and his book having a huge Super Bowl. Okay, so give me those numbers again as you saw them, Steve, on, on your end, and Vegas so as, handle, as in general? Yeah, so the handle was $158 million was wagered in Las Vegas. New record, and Vegas only won $1 million, one of the $158 million, so less than 1% was their hold. So basically a really bad Super Bowl for the Vegas books because you figure in you know, all the marketing costs, all the labor costs, and the like, and the opportunity costs of what they normally win, which is about $10 million, I would make the case they didn't win $1 million. It's kind of like they lost $9 million. Oh, that's an interesting way to look at it. Okay. Um, what about for, for the year, Steve? I mean, we'll, we'll have more thoughts later, but just your, your thoughts on, on the entire season in general, me finishing up 38, you finishing up 21 and a half, and obviously us being 46, 22, and 2 on the best bets. Any, any big takeaways from you from this year that we can, that we can maybe use moving forward? I think we pretty much nailed it. Um, they talk about how you put two um, good heads together with the best bet records and how that should be the have a higher win rate overall. I wanted to ask you, Ross, because you've been doing this now with me for several years. Do you find, do you feel that your ability to pick winners has gone up, and do you feel like you're a more savvy better now that you've got ahead and focused on this for several years? You know, I, I don't I don't really, Steve. I, I don't I mean I think maybe subconsciously I've learned a little bit more. Um and there's certain teams I just avoid and certain mistakes I don't make as much or as often, whether it's betting on the Browns or against the Patriots <laughs> you know, like I used to do and like I think most of the, the quote unquote sharps who keep losing on those bets keep doing. Um you know, I don't I don't like agonize over data or numbers. I I just feel like I have from doing this all day every day. I feel like I have a pretty good sense of the teams and the strategies for you know and and the team. And I just have a good sense of of which direction I want to go based on that. And usually I end up taking you know a lot of unders. It seemed like, and then also a lot of. Um, Teams getting points that I thought had a pretty decent chance to win the game outright. That seems to be kind of my my bread and butter. Is if it's a team that I think has a pretty good chance to win outright, I am going to take them getting the points, and I'm going to do it at BetOnline.ag because that's where I can use the promo code Even Money on my first deposit, and you can as well, and everybody listening can to earn a fifty percent welcome bonus up to $2,500 worth of sportsbook free plays. They also have that state-of-the-art live betting software. I know you said, Steve, you were crushing the over during the game. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. They also have a Vegas-style casino, live casino, and you get 100% poker and casino bonuses there. So it's pretty cool. Uh, And when it's time for you to get your payout, they'll actually pay out. Sometimes that's an issue other places. It's betonline.ag. 
using promo code EVENMONEY to score your $2,500 bonus. We know how you did here on the show, Steve. How did you do you know, overall during the game with the live bets and stuff? Yeah, so before the bet started, I gave out nine props in total to my clients and went six and three. Unfortunately, I gave back that profit by going ahead and playing the New England money line personally pretty darn big. And then on overall on props, I bet 48 props personally, Ross, and I wound up 26 and 22. So pretty choppy all the way. Not a very good Super Bowl for me compared to some, some past Super Bowls. The live wagering was very good. I don't think I'm any genius there. As you were watching the game, um, I didn't know the reasons why. I didn't know that, that Butler was out for New England, necessarily paying attention to that. I just know that my eye test was neither team could get any pressure whatsoever on their opponent. Ultimately, we only had one sack in the game. We only had one punt in the game, and we got two long drives that only resulted in field goals in the first quarter. So the total stayed right around that 48-49 for a long time. But anyone who was watching this, I think, could say, wow, this has the potential to be a shootout with all the yard, yardage being put up and all the offense, and that just continued all game long. Well, as promised, we are now joined by our buddy Dave Mason from Bet Online. Already told you about them a couple times. You know how much we love Bet Online. They are the title sponsor of the Even Money podcast, which, by the way, tells you that they know what they're doing. Since Steve and I both finished up a decent amount on the year, and the and the best bets were up a decent amount on the year. Let's talk, Dave. Steve was talking about how it was not a great Super Bowl. For Vegas, how did you guys fare? Um, you know, yeah, I read some reports on on uh, Vegas and some of our competition down this way, and you know, it, we were down, we were in the red, but it wasn't too bad to tell you the truth. I don't think we did as bad as other books, um, and a lot of that had to do just with one humongous whale we had who was betting the heck out of the Patriots, both spread and especially money line. So, I mean, that that can tell you how one big whale can really help you out a ton um but no we overall we lost uh we won on the spread um won on props live betting was really good and we got real beat up on the money line and beat up on the over um especially by the sharps who were all over the over so overall you know it it, it was a small loss for the house but it wasn't it could have been a lot worse so you know what, what can you do but don't you dave I mean, isn't this like the the day where you guys make typically most of your money for the year? I mean, isn't isn't that? I mean, how much does that hurt you if that's the case for the Super Bowl? Well, not really, because I mean, I mean, you're talking about the, the important thing is about the Super Bowl is so many and so many football players disappear the next day. So if if you don't win, you break even or lose. I mean, you can't get that money back from those guys for maybe March Madness or maybe not until next September or maybe not at all if they just, you know, stop betting with you. Um, but you'll have throughout the year, I mean, your, your biggest days will be just some Sundays during the NFL where there's, you know, all those games and the huge Sunday night game. And, and uh, yeah, Super Bowl is rarely the biggest winning day of the year or losing day for that matter. It's just so important because it's the last football game of the year. You know, if you lose big – on let's say week eight, it's like okay, we got crushed, but 
that just means so many more betters are going to be bet in week nine, right? So you're, we're going to get that money back one of these weeks and then some. But yeah, Super Bowl, that, that's the big thing about the Super Bowls. It's that last game of the year, but it's, it's never the biggest win or biggest loss of the year. Never. Um, you mentioned, you know, how you lost a little bit um, and the reasoning for it. How did the money come in? You know, we had talked to you midweek last week. How did the money come in, you know, leading up to the game and, and right before kick? Yeah, a little bit more money came in on the for spread, a little bit more money and betters came in on the Patriots, but it was still pretty even. It was, you know, 53, 54% of the money was on the Patriots. Uh, more and more money came in on, on the uh, – on the Eagles money line. That's the one we got crushed on. Uh, the total was about 65% of the money was on the over, including sharp money, which is never, which is never fun. Cause it's good luck getting the money back from those guys when they beat the heck out of you. Um, props. It was all over. I mean, it was this, this stuff just pouring in on the props. It was a great action on the props as always. So no, the action was great. I mean, it was the biggest bet event. Uh, of um, in the history of bet online, we beat last year's numbers, which was the biggest bet bet event previously, pretty uh, by a pretty wide margin. Signups are great, new players are great. A lot of people came back. So you know, I work for, for more of a marketing point of view uh, on, with the company. So yeah, I'm always looking at those numbers too. You know how signups, reups, guys coming back, etc. That's always the metrics I'm looking at too. What did you mean? What do you mean, Dave? When you say with with the sharps, good luck getting that money back. Well, it's just it's like you know it's kind of like I said earlier. You know, you you lose to a you really, there, there's plenty of Sundays during the NFL season where all the favorites are covering and the recreational or guys beat the heck out of you. And it's like okay, and it's like okay, they got they they beat you, but you know we're gonna get them back over the next week or whatever they're gonna you know we'll, we'll get them back but when the sharks beat you it's like well it's a lot harder to get that money back you know because they're these guys are long-term winners so if they're beating you you know it's like well now they have more money to bet and, and they're cashing out and, and it's just harder to beat them long term so um you know, you'll get some back, but when, when they beat the heck out of you it's like oh man you know they're you're just adding fuel to their fire how did you guys fare on the props? Good. We did decent. Um, not as good as last year. We really killed it last year, believe it or not, even even with that game. But but we did pretty good. Um, you know, we had some big winners and big losers, some good ones for the house for first TD. Uh, that was really good. Uh, no kickoff return for a TD. I mean, everybody was on a kickoff return. No OT, no safety, um, under four and a half sacks. That's That was big. For us, bad props. Eagles to score first. That was bad. Field goal safety. First score of the game. That was bad. More points in the second half than the first half. That was bad. Even some of those uh, novelty props. I mean, usually that used to be those novelty props. You know, you did you put them up there and people bet them for fun. You know, five bucks, whatever, and you know, not too much action. But even those get a lot of action now. You know, something like Timber Justin Timberlake not wearing a hat during a halftime show. That was good for us under the national anthem was good for us so uh now overall it was a decent day for props you know it, it might not a little bit of fool's gold there because the, you know we, we we add into the that number the props also the futures the odds to win the super bowl you know that we started taking action on you know a year earlier and that was a good grade for us too on the eagles I mean, it would have been a good grade for the patriots too so that kind of got factored in there as well so it might not be as good as 
I'm thinking it was, but but you know you add on that odds to win Super Bowl uh, for the Eagles, and and it was actually a pretty really good number for the props and futures department. Um, what about speaking of that, like looking ahead to next year? Um, you know, do you guys already have what kind of odds and stuff do you already have up on the site for 2018 NFL? Uh, Patriots are the favorites at plus 550, and the Eagles are next at plus 800 with Carson Wentz returning. Longest of long shots, yep, you guessed it, the Cleveland Browns at plus 200. We're already taking a lot of action. There's already people betting on every team. The the highest bet count, let's see, uh, the 49ers have the highest bet count. Uh, The Saints are right behind them. Also, the Texans and actually, actually, Cleveland Browns are in the top about six or seven bet counts for uh, to win. I mean, people love those two hundred to one lottery tickets. So, not big bets, but a lot of people putting a few bucks and hoping to hit the lottery. Um, Steve, what do you what do you got for Dave? Uh, several items here. Number one, Dave, I got a prop I want you to put up if you like it, and you get the whole money for years. Will Tom Brady win another Super Bowl? What do you think? Will Tom Brady win another Super Bowl? Well, since it's, since the Patriots are plus five fifty right now to win next year, I mean, got a couple years left. So what, plus five hundred? You would think plus something like that, plus four seventy five, plus four fifty, right about there. Well, if he's plus five fifty for one year, you figure he's got two or three years left. You probably make yeah. him like plus plus. Plus two seventy five, but you get to hold the money for three years until he retires. I think it would be a good one for the book, right? Yeah, what the heck, man? We'll see. We'll see what we can do with that. Uh, second item, um, Ross. When Dave was saying he hates it when the sharps win, it's kind of like being a casino and a card counter comes in and pounds you, and you pay him, and you haven't barred him, and you're like, "Wow, I don't really care if he comes back and plays more. I'm not getting that money back." Probably that would be the analogy, right, Dave? Yeah, exactly. I mean. <laughs> You know, these sharps, when we call them sharps, I mean, people people don't believe that there are guys that are doing this for a career. And, and there really are. There are guys who beat the heck out of us. And, you know, it's up to the book to decide if you want to take this action or not. And then the guys here at Bet Online, um, yeah, let's bring it on. It helps us shape our odds. So we have guys that make a good living doing this. And even guys who make good money, maybe not a living, but supplement their living. So, you know, these guys are beating you. So when they beat you uh, on something like that, on something like the Super Bowl over, I mean, it's you know, that that's money that's pretty much gone. But, you know, that's, again, that's that's our guys want to take that action. So, so great. I was surprised that you won on the national anthem because I saw an absolute power move on the under. Apparently, Pink had some kind of flu and they were the sharps were pounding the under, but I take it that was all the public betting the over, correct? Yeah, the public bet the over, and we get we get it's not no different than any kind of total, man. We get we get pounded on the uh, the over every year on the national anthem, um, you know. But it, uh, speaking of those novelty props, I mean, the story from a few days earlier was uh, Justin Timberlake's first halftime show, and we. We were the first to take that off the board. We started getting hit up by sharps on filthy, and uh, we froze it. Then we reopened it like minus two hundred. It was plus money, minus two hundred, and these guys just hit it again because they can rebet that too. So they're, they're rebetting filthy, and uh, so we closed it for good. And I tweeted it out, and a couple other people talked about it. And 
you know, I know some people that ran other books and were start betting that at plus money that those guys, I guess, didn't get hit early by the sharp money. But um, sure enough, it cashes. Filthy closed minus 280 in some spots. I saw obviously yeah. people know what it is. It makes it easier. It's like a WWF um, match. Dave, would you rather have two more questions? Would you rather have one Super Bowl Sunday or an entire week in July booking bets? Which one would the book likely make more money? Make more money. Yeah. Uh, just a random weekend, weekend in July? Random July, not weekend, an entire yeah. week in July. Entire week in July. Holy cow. Probably, I mean, just from the standpoint of, you know, one versus the other, probably the week in July, to tell you the truth. I mean, we do it. We, we have a really good baseball following because our dime lines are so dang high. We break at 185. So we really do have a great baseball following. Um you know, but you got to factor all that other stuff in about signups and stuff like that. You know, again, from the marketing perspective, give me the Super Bowl 100%. But just from a pure dollars and cents, that's a tough question, man. I, but I would think, man, the random weekend in July might might eke it out. Um, that's a tough one, man. I think that I think the random weekend in July, but you add all that marketing stuff of getting signups and guys coming back to your site and trying new products and this and that and the other thing. Give me the Super Bowl 10 days out of 10. Yeah, just to elaborate that great dime line that you have at Bet Online, minus one eighty, take back plus one seventy, a whole lot of books at that level, they're dealing minus one eighty five plus a dollar sixty five. So you're gonna get the better number on the dog or the favorite by betting at your shop. Uh, last question. If Brady comes down, down eight, and gets them in the end zone, they get yes, the two point conversion. Yes, <laughs> the game goes overtime, and then one of these two teams wins by a safety in overtime. How much money do you lose? <laughs> well, from the props, it would have been disaster. But from from the from, I mean, if the Patriots won by two, holy cow, we we that would have been we would have scooped the money line and and the and the uh, spread. That would have been great. So yeah, we would have got killed on those three props. But um, but the, it would have we would have been great if the if the Patriots won outright in overtime but now i mean that would have been that it would have been six figures so it would have been six figures so i guess what i should have said and the patriots run the kick out the opening kickoff back for a touchdown (laughs) in overtime that would have been the worst case scenario right oh yeah now now you're talking (laughs) and that would have been like a repeat from last year where it just went down to the end and you're looking great and then oh my god yeah that would have been that would have been bad dave really appreciate it all season long, absolutely fantastic stuff. We're certainly going to have you a lot on during the quote-unquote off-season, which is really just the football off-season as Steve and I talk to other people about strategy, start to look ahead, look at the major events, whether it's any big fights or the horse racing. Um, certainly we'll get into March Madness, things like that. And love having you a part of the show every time you come on. Thanks so much. Awesome, guys. Great season. Thank you so much. That'll do it, of course, for the Even Money podcast for the 2017 football season. The good news is, as I said to Dave and said earlier, we are not going anywhere ever. We'll be here. I already see some awesome email questions for next week that are fantastic. I don't even know the answers to these questions. We'll start to look ahead 
at some of the odds for the 2018 season. So next year, next week should be an absolute blast. The whole off season should be when we get a chance to get some of Steve's colleagues on the line, learn more about strategy and get into some of these other events. There is no reason for you to go anywhere other than the Even Money podcast and learn all year long. You don't want to miss some of our early odd stuff with the NFL lines. iTunes rankings, comments, always appreciated. Love the retweets on Twitter and the likes on Facebook. Just like we love those of you that download us multiple times on multiple devices. Hey, when you're bored, watching TV, whatever, we got all the sponsors, including betonline.ag over at rostucker.com. For right now, I think that'll do it. Good luck, everybody, on whatever you decide to bet on this week. Hope you win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.